Before we get to our show, here is a podcast we think you're going to love. Hello, and welcome to the Jury Room Podcast. My name is Kevin, and I'm your host. The Jury Room Podcast is a true crime podcast, which is also home to the Addicted series. If you haven't checked it out, definitely go listen, subscribe. You won't be disappointed. The Jury Room Podcast covers serial killers, missing persons, conspiracy theories, unsolved mysteries. The Jury Room Podcast can be found on most major podcasting platforms. Definitely go subscribe, turn on notifications, stay safe, and thanks for listening. Hello. Why, hello. Hello, B.D. Wong and other patrons. <laughs> I assume B.D. Wong's giving us at least a dollar. You know how that thing in The Secret is if you want something to be true, you just believe it is, and through your own blind confidence, it'll eventually happen? happen? We yeah. believe that B.D. Wong is a patron. I believe that B.D. Wong gives us a dollar a month. <laughs> and by putting that forward, that hottie will will do that. Yeah. yeah. He'll go, you know what? I have a dollar. Because <laughs> he, he does, he has at least a dollar. Yeah, he has a few extra dollars too. Yeah. But I mean, whatever, yeah. whatever he's using for his skincare, that's working. Don't cut back on that budget. No, keep but, that. But <laughs> certainly, you have at least a dollar. Yeah, yeah. Hi, beating Wong. Okay, so we're here today for our lovely supporters, the people that keep the show going, to talk about. Um, well, it's a show. <laughs> It is a show. It uh, exists. It exists. It's a thing. Um, I can't say that it's good. I can't say that it's good. It's definitely interesting. It's something that people had brought up to us that it existed. It's kind of seemed in our wheelhouse, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unsolved Mysteries adjacent. For sure. Uh, available on Amazon. Yeah. So you can stream it. Yeah, we're talking about paranormal home inspectors mm-hmm. that's a real show it's a real show and it's made with a budget of about five dollars probably <laughs> about as much as you gave us to listen to this <laughs> was used to make this fine canadian television program this is canadian i love watching shows from canada i love they're just canada's not, worst handyman just is my wholesome. favorite show of all time they all feel a little bit like a hug yes uh, how do I get more Canada's Worst Handyman? I have no fucking idea, but I want it so bad. BD Instead, Wong, I have this. Hook us up with that. Uh, yeah, this is, um, real bad. <laughs> but I did learn of one of my new heroes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we, get into that. We have a new hero of this podcast, and, uh, <laughs> I can't believe... I cannot believe this is real and not a joke. Like, I... I'm still kind of questioning that. It seems like a parody of something, but I'm pretty sure it's just the thing. Yeah. No, this does look like satire, but I think it's real. Hmm. Uh, hmm. That's just stressing a little bit. It, it kind of is. So we're we're watching the first... We watched the first two episodes. They're pretty short. Uh, it's on Amazon. And if you have an Am- Amazon Prime, you can watch it for no extra, <laughs> if you extra money. Definitely do not pay money just to, to watch, watch this. If you already have Amazon and you have, I don't know, an extra hour that you don't have that anything else to do... It would be a mistake to pay money to watch watch this i think if your choices are like clean my house or watch this 
This would be better. I mean, but you're gonna have to clean your house anyway, so you might as well just <laughs> clean your house. Okay, what would be what would this be better than doing? Getting a root canal. No, you need that. Your you're, teeth you're health. Need your it. oral health is. It'd have to be something else that is as big a waste of time, but somehow worse. Oh, sports. If oh, your choice okay. is this or sports, watch. This. For sure, this. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> There we go. Okay. Um, so I'm covering her f- the first episode, which um, uh-huh. I don't want to spoil it. We'll get to it. Yeah, let's just get into we'll it. We'll get to it. So this is the first episode of Paranormal Home Inspector. They just, they just jump right in. Like, you know what the hell's going on. Like, this isn't the stupidest concept you've ever heard. It's just like, <laughs> hey, it's Paranormal Home Inspectors. Let's get into our first case. Do you think there's other shows that are, like, something completely normal and not paranormal whatsoever with just paranormal in front of it oh my god like I, paranormal grocery shopping i want to watch paranormal storage wars <gasps> yeah where people go to bid on the storage units which is surprisingly entertaining but i also want those storage units to be cursed or have like a bunch of haunted items in them yeah that would be amazing yeah i was thinking like <laughs> uh you know those shows where they're like in the swamps of louisiana like relocating oh, alligators sure. mm-hmm. paranormal gator hunting or where they just like get logs out of a swamp yeah show? paranormal swamp loggers <laughs> yeah <laughs> where it turns out the swamp's haunted yeah rates itself really that sounds great um or like a cake uh competition show Ooh. that takes place in a haunted house great british paranormal baking show yeah where sometimes the ghost sabotages the bakes that would be amazing and your sponge doesn't rise and it's because of ghosts <laughs> You think you just didn't prove your bread enough? Yeah, actually, it was ghosts. Actually, ghosts. Uh, that would be amazing. That's when the host comes in and goes, yeah, you thought you just made a simple error, but no. A demon bursts <laughs> out of the cake. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't watch that. You would. <laughs> Absolutely. You would. Okay, so we're not watching any of those shows. We're watching Paranormal <laughs> Home Inspector. <laughs> you take a normal thing and you slap Paranormal on the front of it. <laughs> All right, in this episode, the paranormal investigators are called to the home of Christine. She is a new homeowner and claims that spooky things have been happening in her home after she moved in and began renovating. In the opening to the episode, we get dramatic shots from later in the episode in which a, quote, psychic, we've learned later she's not actually a psychic, is doing her reading and has come to the laundry room. She is distressed, clearly. Ominous music is playing, and she says, quote, there's something very dark. And then the camera zooms in on the drain. (laughs) And Samantha and I watched this together, and we were so excited. (laughs) Because we read that stupid story, Minnesota ghost story about a haunted drain at a sorority. <laughs> and so we were like, oh my goodness, more haunted drain content. All right. This is because literally- our lives have gone in a really weird direction <laughs> <laughs> we could not have predicted. We're like, oh, more haunted drain content. We were watching this and we both shrieked because literally it's one of those things that like ghost hunters or like ghost adventures does where like it's dark or, you know, artificially Sometimes dark. I- flashes to a black and white picture and then back to color. Like, yes, that's what this show does, but it's a drain <laughs> in the floor in a laundry room. So it's a haunted drain. Uh, yeah. This episode worst, includes a haunted drain. The worst type of haunting to ever occur in Minnesota. Is it haunted or is it just a drain clogged with hair? <laughs> we'll see. Both are gross. <laughs> The opening B-roll tells us that paranormal home inspecting is not just plumbing and electrical. What? Tell me more. We're in Toronto, Canada. This is case file 0392. 
Uh, the home was built in 1913, and the residents have reported numerous unexplained phenomenon. So, we start the episode with homeowner Chris, uh, Catherine. Is it Kath? Catherine? I, I thought you told me Kristen, or Christy. I 100% did, and that was 100% wrong. It's <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> oh my god, everything is a lie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, so, Catherine tells us a little bit about the house. When she moved in, the house was in great shape, but she did want to do some renovating, and we get a little sped-up crib-style walkthrough of her home, including the basement, which she must have done most of the work on. Uh, I think that her decorating style is the scariest thing in the whole episode, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. It's not great. I would love to have a finished basement like this. The basement does look like a fun place to hang out. I was jealous just of the, like, real estate. Like, yeah. the space of the basement. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It's yeah. finished. Um, it's, it's like a perfect playroom. There's a little fireplace. I think she had kids. Yeah. So, you can just, like, go, see, go down to the basement, run around. The, don't bog me. Pretty much. The kids yeah. can have their toys spread out all over the place down there. Yeah. And you don't ever have to see it. So, Why do we have three plastic kitchens? I don't know. Put them in the basement. That's what this basement is for. <laughs> Pretty much. Catherine claims that she doesn't believe in ghosts, despite currently being on a TV show called Paranormal Home Inspector. <laughs> so. Maybe she knew the producers and they just like begged, please, please let us go to your home. So this is a spoiler, but later we learned that she never had a home inspection done when she bought the house. So I kind of think she's on the show just to get a free home inspection. Oh. But. I don't, Okay. That's interesting. I don't think legally in the US you can do that. Or at least not in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm not sure that you can either. That surprised me. Canada, Um, get it together. (laughs) So, (laughs) next we learn about the team, which will conduct a, quote, multi-platform inspection using both traditional and non-traditional investigative techniques. Do you think this team ever hangs out off camera together? (laughs) They, like, go for a pizza? I 100% do not think that ever happens. (laughs) The team is made up of intuitive healer Nadine. What qualifies an intuitive healer to look for ghosts? I have no clue. Maybe she's wanted a psychic and clearly no psychic wanted to be involved in this show so they had to settle for some sort of bs <laughs> healer uh certified home inspector brian who does a great csi miami style sunglass removal okay brian is my new hero we, lo- we love brian honestly love we stand brian and a certified paranormal researcher named michelle who seems kind of frazzled and also like it's like she's doing this in- on her lunch break like, she has a full-time job as an office manager or an HR, and then comes with her phone to film paranormal <laughs> home inspectors. Yes. Michelle clearly, uh, yeah, I don't, she obviously is, like, the, the head honcho here. Um, she seems kind of on edge. A little bit. She doesn't seem like a great boss. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really swear that she, like, works at a bank or something, <laughs> and... I don't, she seems like kind of pissed and also like she's trying to do this real fast, which is not a great impression to be giving while hosting a TV show. Not really. The like, yeah, yeah, let's get this over with. (laughs) Okay, next Michelle meets with Catherine to do some fact finding. And Catherine tells Michelle about the following spooky happenings in her home. One, when she was home alone one night, she woke up and heard water running and discovered that the taps in her bathtub were turned on full blast. Two, the closet door at the top of her stairs open on its own. This is my favorite. That's my favorite one. Okay, go on. She hears growling while she's laying in bed at night. Oh, that's just me. Yeah, that's just... I'm just under her bed. (laughs) So I'll check that off the list. There's a musty smell in her office. That's that's from must. Catherine's friend Fatima is uncomfortable in the basement, specifically in the laundry room. Well, why would your friend be in your laundry room? Is she uncomfortable because this would be like me like, hey, Samantha, can you go in my basement and do my laundry? (laughs) 
<laughs> like that would make him uncomfortable. It would. Yes. So maybe that's what's going on. <laughs> a glass fishbowl exploded in the kitchen. Well, okay. while renovating the basement, Catherine's contractors would routinely get locked out of the basement, even though the only way to lock the door was from the inside. Oh, well, that's ghosts. Yeah, of course. Next, Michelle is at the local archives doing research on the house and the area. Um, and while she's doing that, we send in certified home inspector Brian. Now, here comes this no-nonsense dude, Brian, who I don't know how he ended up on this show, <laughs> but clearly his goal in life is to prove there is no such thing as ghosts and that everybody involved in this is stupid. <laughs> yes, he's got his clipboard, he has his flashlight, his shirt is tucked in, and he is ready to look at this house and go, yeah, so this store doesn't latch. <laughs> Check that off the list. <laughs> Every time he debunks something, he says, so we're going to check that one off the list. <laughs> and he clearly thinks, I don't know if he's doing this as a favor, but he clearly thinks this is the stupidest show that has ever been made. And I doubt he even watches it, even though he's on it. <laughs> sure he does not. All right. Apparently, Catherine, yeah, never had a formal home inspection. This is when she tells us that. Um, so so I feel like this is probably just a good way to get a free one. Uh, Brian's job is to take Catherine's list and investigate each concern. Which he tries to do super fast. So, predictably, he finds earthly explanations for pretty much everything. The fishbowl, he says, was likely caused by tiny cracks that formed over time. The pressure of the water eventually caused it to break apart. Also, fishbowls are too small for beta fish, and you should get a full-size tank. Those yeah. are my words, not Brian's. <laughs> also, treat your fish better. <laughs> they shouldn't actually live in those little bowls. No, they need... All the space normal fish need. Space to swim around and, like, filters and stuff. Yeah. Um, The deadbolt on the door that locked out the contractors is just a spring-loaded mechanism and can lock on its own if the door is slammed too hard or in a certain way. It just seems like that lock sucks. So, So check that one off off the list. Yeah, check that (laughs) off the list. Better lock. Check. Okay, next we're going to the laundry room. Uh, Is that where the haunted drain is? This is the drain. Brian pulls out a camera and puts it down in the laundry room drain and is very concerned about what we never find out. I uh, know that's so upsetting. <laughs> they they like cut to commercial and they never come back to it. He's like, I've never seen anything like this it, before. He says, I've seen a lot of things down drains, but I've never seen something like this. What, what? is it? Brian, what? Tell us. How much hair is it? <laughs> he says that he sees some really scary things down there, but he never says what. I don't know if it's like a liability thing. If he actually finds a problem, is he not allowed to say? Okay, do you remember that Wonders of the World show where there was that thing in the sewer that really bothered me that, like... Oh, yeah. I don't forget what it's called. Like the sewer blob or something? Yeah. Do you think it's that, but in the drain? Like a, like a tiny one that just lives in the air drain? <laughs> yeah. It's like a baby sewer blob? Yeah. Maybe. Like a living, gross Ew. organism? Ew. Uh, so, Brian says that they will need to have a contractor out to take a closer look at the drain. That never... It's followed up on. Never. We never learned. Spoiler alert. If you're waiting for the end of this episode to hear what was in the drain, we'd have no fucking idea. <laughs> I assume it's a demon. I have no, I don't know. <laughs> we have nothing, no evidence to contradict that so. because he just says, get a contractor. And I don't think they do. But he and doesn't so- even tell us what he's concerned about. No. And I really. Is it just a bunch of hair? It's a shrew. I don't know. <laughs> Tiny little shrew. We gotta get a animal control. Save that shrew. It shouldn't be living down there. Once there was a cricket in our basement and it was driving us nuts. We would just <laughs> occasionally hear a chirp and we could not figure out where this cricket was and it was in the drain in the floor. Oh. <gasps> 
but it took us forever to find it. You didn't think your drain was haunted and it turns no. out it was a cricket? No. <laughs> we knew it was a cricket. It sounded like a cricket. We just couldn't figure out where it was coming. We wanted to let it go. Yeah. But we couldn't find it. And it turned out it was somehow in the drain in the poor, floor. Poor little cricket. We let it go. All right. The floor under the closet that keeps opening is not level. So the door is not level. On top of that, the latch is old. So it just opens. And he says that they have a cat. He's like, cats bat at things all the time. It's probably just up here batting around at the door. <laughs> opening it. He's He's like... He doesn't even get up the stairs to the closet door, and he's like, well, that's not level. <laughs> and then it's like, and this latch doesn't work, so there you go. And Check I was that like, one out, right, please. Fair enough. The office showed signs of water damage, which was probably the cause of the musty smell, although he can't smell anything. His quote is, there's nothing going on in here. I think the owner, homeowner's just smelling things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was her complaint. Smelling things. <laughs> A real good explanation, Brian, but I all buy it. I think the owner is just smelling things. What what is she smelling, Brian? Things. Things. Hmm. Maybe your cat farted when he walked by. I don't know. (laughs) That must. (laughs) Look, she's got water damage. There's probably some mold. Hopefully, not Stachybotrys. Oh my god. I hope it's not Stachybotrys. This is why you get a home inspection, because you could have Stachybotrys. Yeah, but they don't promise there's no mold though that's true and that really bothered me that's true because i'm very worried about stacky patras <laughs> you know how every other white woman is really worried there's gonna be a serial killer in the back of her car mm. no that's probably not gonna happen but what is gonna happen <laughs> is that i will have killer black mold in my attic or something that will slowly drive me insane and cause permanent brain damage or eventually kill me that's horrifying pretty likely it's horrifying statistically likely i would say he blames the uh, tap incident with the bathtub as the, on the homeowner sleepwalking. That know. is a stretch. I, I don't know say. about that one, but I feel like he just didn't have another explanation for why it would turn on by itself. I think he didn't also just want to say, you turned it on and forgot. Right. It's called forgetfulness. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, I don't know, sleepwalking. And the person was like, I don't sleepwalk. He could have blamed it on their cat, too. Who knows? Um, he finds evidence of raccoons in the attic above the bedroom. He says, quote, the growling the homeowner heard was probably two raccoons getting together to try and make baby raccoons. <laughs> I mean, I'd be kind of embarrassed if a homeowner found out there were raccoons in my attic. Yeah, if you were laying there every night and you heard growling and you never thought that maybe it's raccoons in my attic? Yeah, and then I, I had instead called a show called Paranormal Home Inspectors. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. All I right. mean, sometimes there's raccoons in your attic, but... But usually, if you hear growling, you're like, okay, there's probably, yeah, two raccoons fucking above my head right now. <laughs> or possums. Or possums. Or yeah. possums. Or squirrels. Or bats, I guess. Yeah. Uh, next. Ooh, bats having sex sounds, like, probably weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine such a thing. <laughs> Are they flying? Is it like eagles? You know where they like fly while they're boning? I don't know. I have no Is that idea. Actually, true. I have no eagles, idea. Do eagles actually bone midair? <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. I might have made that up. <laughs> Is it like this thing I made up about eagles? No, no. Is it? Huh? Huh? Well, as usual, we have more questions than answers. As usual. Were the bats boning on Noah's Ark? <laughs> I mean, that's the reason I have two. Were they keeping him up all night with their sex noises? They're just, I imagine just a high screeching. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrifying. <laughs> we 
we've lost it again. Okay. We got a long ways to go. Deep okay. breath. Oof. Next, intuitive healer Nadine walks through the room. All right. I'm going to be real with everyone. I'm not a fan of Nadine. <laughs> She's wearing cheap jewelry that looks like it's from Kohl's. <laughs> if someone is claiming to be an intuitive healer, I am expecting some quality jewelry. Yeah, and much more eccentric clothing. She's yes. wearing just, like, a cardigan. She also like, might work at a bank. She does look like she's a teller at a bank, honestly. And she's making a lot of sniffing noises, which drove me crazy. I don't know what type of lip gloss she uses, but I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nadine. I'm not... I, so, Nadine, if you're listening to this... Nadine's not giving us a dollar. If you're friends with B.D. Wong, I apologize. <laughs> They're <laughs> <laughs> they 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 hang out and listen together. They share that subscription. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nadine senses a lot of presence in the house. She what claims. Does that mean? I don't know. She claims that spirits congregate in the children's room because the children are quote very open and mutual to spirits. Oh. Okay. I guess. She feels that the basement is quiet and has peaceful energy until she enters the laundry room. Maybe she just doesn't like doing laundry. How do we know she's not bringing her own emotional baggage to this? <laughs> In the laundry room, she feels something dark and heavy and has to leave. The next day, Nadine returns with research assistant Ashley, who you can tell, I can tell you right now, is not getting paid enough for this shit. Nope. Uh, that will be confirmed later on. <laughs> When they walk through the house, Nadine says that she hears the name George and a female name that starts with J. George. In the laundry room, she senses something buried in the ground. Like a haunted drain, maybe? Maybe. Maybe a little shrew? Maybe a little shrew in the drain. Maybe the ghost of a shrew. The tiniest, cutest ghost that ever was. Oh, that's so sad to me for some reason. (laughs) Oh, little shrew ghost. Next, we get the paranormal investigation. Michelle and research assistant Ashley spend the night in the house and absolutely nothing happens, except that some instruments beep and Ashley gets a headache and has to leave. Yeah, she. that's played off like it's paranormal somehow, but I think this intern is not getting paid or given any water for a really long time. I really think they, like, just made her stay overnight in this house, and she just has to sit there and stare at Michelle. And, yeah, she probably hasn't eaten in a couple hours, and she's finally just like, I fucking have a headache and I'm leaving. Alright, the next day we have a debrief with the homeowner. Michelle sits (laughs) down with Catherine to go over the results of the investigation. So they start by going over Brian's investigation. Catherine... I keep getting their names mixed up. Catherine is the homeowner, and she is happy with most of the results. However, she doesn't think she sleepwalks. I mean, I think you would probably know. I think you probably would, too. Sleepwalking is pretty rare in adults. Um, So I think if you sleepwalk, you would probably know. Oh, my God. Did you see that forensic files where that guy killed his wife in a pool and then tried to claim he did it while sleepwalking? Yes. Because there was a witness. Yes. And it was the worst excuse ever. It was terrible. He, like, saw that in a Goosebumps book and was like, this will work. (laughs) Yeah. I was uh, sleepwalking. I don't remember doing any of That's that. That's a good episode of Forensic Files. Uh, she does not accept the explanation for the fishbowl, but she does have concerns about the drain. Uh-huh. Okay. I have and concerns the about last the drain, too. We hear about it. Michelle runs through her results from the night before. She says, quote, the passive infrared sensors went off three times, and my assistant Ashley developed such a headache that she had to leave. She never came back, and she has since quit the team. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is the point. We laughed a lot watching the show, but when she said this line, we bust out laughing. Because clearly Ashley was like, fuck this, fuck you, I'm leaving. I like that probably this person wanted to be on TV, and it still, like, wasn't a sweet enough deal. (laughs) 
And she's still just like left and is like not returning this woman's calls. <laughs> I don't even think she like quit. She just like straight up left and was like, so. I'm out. I'm ghosting this job. The night before they were like, Ashley? Ashley, where did Ashley go? She's just like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> Ashley, so good for hero, you. too. Yeah. yeah, Ashley, good for you. Uh, the results from Nadine are honestly boring. Uh, next, they go over Michelle's research. Nadine says, would you like a necklace this shitty? Let me tell you, it was on clearance at Kohl's. <laughs> and you go, no shit. Uh, the land used to be a native settlement. To uh, which I just said, okay, so is everywhere. And also, what about that means it's haunted? <laughs> what? So you might as well just say it's land. Yeah. Okay. The house was built by a plumber named Willie in 1913. Well, that's kind of funny. Which they think explains the bathroom incident. They're like, that might be why he's turning on your faucets. Because he was a plumber. Why would he want to work in the afterlife? <coughs> in a way, that would be the last thing he would do. <laughs> that's a great question. You Just because you're a plumber, you're going around, like, plumbing stuff? Yeah. Yeah, no, fuck that. The name George, which uh, was the name that Nadine came up with, and a man named Joan lived in the home for 35 years. Nadine believes that those are two of the spirits inhabiting the house. Okay. Okay. In 1916, two boys from down the road went missing without a trace and were never found. What that has to do with this house, I have no idea. It has nothing to do with anything. But they think that that's why it's haunted. But they just wanted a shot for looking at microfiche, and this is what came up. Yeah. That's it. And then it's just abruptly ends, and you never learn about what happens with the drain. That's frustrating. Or if they were paying that intern that just ghosted. Well, we kind of know the answer to that one. (laughs) But. Okay. Moving on to episode two. They claim this is case file 0393. (laughs) Uh, All right. I don't. It's the second one. (laughs) The location is Dundas, Canada. The home was built in 1993. And the activity reported is numerous unexplained phenomena. Ooh. Newlyweds Nick and Diana moved into their custom-built dream house in 1993. So this house was built just for them. They are the sole owner's occupants. Okay, so this 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 husband and wife couple are on the show? Do we see... Uh, <laughs> you, uh, no. You never see the wife. She clearly wanted nothing to do with this and thought it was stupid. But Nick clearly uh, thinks that they've been starting to experience weird activity after the death of his father. So he, uh, I, I think, is grieving and wants these people to tell him that the ghost of his dad is in his house. And clearly his wife was like, yeah, you go do that. I'm going to be over here doing literally anything else. <laughs> have fun so they have lived there for 17 years so yeah we meet the team it's the same team <laughs> you couldn't find a better team uh, <laughs> quality so here is the uh paranormal activity that nick reports um he once saw a silhouette of a person while sleeping yikes that is never explained by the way okay. <laughs> Uh, that we never go back to that ever. <laughs> the dot one he has two daughters, and one of them, the youngest daughter, the bedroom has a significant temperature drop. Um, there is a light in the basement that flickers. Can't wait to talk about that. There's also <laughs> Sounds a like ghosts to me. recliner in the basement that will rock on its own. Sounds like ghosts to me. He sometimes hears rattling in the kitchen. In the master bedroom at the top of the wall, there is white writing. 
quote unquote, that has appeared on the paint. And in the older daughter's bedroom, the door sometimes swings open and she sometimes hears a knock from the outside of her window, even though she's on the second floor. Those are rude ghosts because she clearly has a knock before entering sign on her door. <laughs> the fact that they're just barging in is pretty rude. Very rude. Particularly since these are the only people that have lived in this house. They can't, the ghosts can't claim, hey, we were here first. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, you weren't. This is their house. <laughs> so now our hero Brian comes in to look at the house. He's like carrying a toolbox. He's ready for, for business. <laughs> he has no time for any of this shit. He points out that the house is very close to a railroad track. So the rattling in the kitchen, he just like goes to a shelf and like rattles some dishes and is like, there you go. There are dishes? Okay. A lot. Okay, my Tupperware drawer, a fucking mess. But it kind of seems like every cabinet in their house just has, like, dishes just, like, shoved in it. <laughs> so there's just piles of glass dishes that are precariously perched on one another. Yeah. So Brian opens the door. He's like, yeah, they're fucking jiggling around when the train goes by. The train goes by, it vibrates the house, the dishes rattle. Actually, that's an extremely logical situation. I 100% buy that. Check that one off so the list. So he says, you know what? We're going to check that one off the list. <laughs> Um, then he looks at the rocker that will supposedly rock on its own in the basement, which is just this, like, very old man chair. Can you describe, can you set the scene of this basement for us, So this basement, I like the last basement. This basement is not finished at all. It's gross. It has, like, all the old furniture down in it and the TV. I don't know why you would hang out in this basement ever unless it's to smoke pot, which didn't seem to be its purpose. So it has a TV, it has a bunch of like old recliners, it has a small end table with like four remotes on it and this book called The Birds of Ontario. (laughs) Just like, they knew a TV crew was coming over and they knew they were going to film in the basement and they clearly have not cleared up anything. No. I'm sure the wife didn't know they were going to go in the basement or she would have... She would have at least artfully arranged that book on the birds of Ontario. The idea <laughs> that anyone sits in this gloomy, dusty, musty basement and is reading about birds. <laughs> Do you think his poor wife, he's down there not doing the dishes, not organizing those messy cabinets <laughs> Clearly in the kitchen, not, no. not doing anything, not not trimming the branches outside of his daughter's window, which clearly need to be done. We'll see that later. Not fixing a light bulb. No. He's just sitting He's in the- hiding, pretending to be reading about the birds of Ontario <laughs> while, like, watching hockey or something. Yes. Uh, it was poor wife. So there is this, like, old man rocker and that kind of, like, dusty bonnet for goose blue- <laughs> That I you've seen this rocker at the Goodwill a thousand times, I swear. Oh yeah. Or at your grandparents' house. It like. has like that almost corduroy texture to it and mm-hmm. like a little like maybe the tiniest floral print. It's like why'd you even bother? <laughs> okay, so there's a rocker like that in the basement that uh rocks on its own. And Brian is like, Well look how easily this thing rocks. <laughs> and you just really have to tap it and it it moves. And he's like, yeah, they live by railroad tracks. They've got two dogs and a cat and two kids. <laughs> Sometimes the rocker moves. Like, <laughs> what are you doing to me? You can see Brian aging. <laughs> he's so frustrated. Then he goes to the light in the basement that the flickers. Because of ghosts? And it's been t- <laughs> they, we were told that electricians had come and couldn't figure it out. Well, Brian taps the light bulb and then goes... Well, the bulb isn't even screwed in all the way, so that's a start. <laughs> yep, 
light bulb flickers because he's not screwed in <laughs> all Ma- the way. Imagine that. Uh, we then learned that the house was built on what was once a landfill. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but just so you know that. Then Michelle goes to talk to this ghost tour guide named Daniel, who runs Haunted Hamilton Ghost Walks, and he is a very- This is a ghost tour guide. This is a very ghost tour of a dude. <laughs> That's a sentence. Because he's like, it was a cold night that Christmas. <laughs> that fateful day when the lives were ripped from this plane and into the next. It turns out that in 1934, on the nearby train pr- tracks, there was an infamous Christmas night crash. Where a train was on the wrong track and crashed into another train and some people died. And they were put in a school that was used as a morgue. Okay, I can see why the school would be haunted. Yeah, it really doesn't explain why anything. Why does... Why... This house wasn't even around then. Nope. So... The, <laughs> why land, would, the land was, I guess. The landfill was. Okay, but why does that make this house haunted? <laughs> no clue. So now we go back to Brian, who uh, kind of politely says that all the basement electrical could use some work. <laughs> Um, then he goes to look at the, quote, writing in the master bedroom and bursts out laughing and says, this isn't writing, this is residue from old wallpaper or paint that's underneath and is seeping through. I would even put forward another explanation that it's, like, kind of that chalky dust from the ceiling. Mm, yeah, maybe. And that because they're by a railroad track, their house is constantly, you know, vibrating around. Yeah, so it's drifting down. And then... Yeah, whoever was putting up that wallpaper, like, the oil from their hands are still there, maybe, yeah. or whatever, and so it's sticking to that. Yeah. It doesn't look like writing. There no. is, like, white smudges, but, yeah, it could be stuck to are hand oils. it's not hieroglyphics, Oh, my Liz? God. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that later. All right. So, yeah. So, again, I'm going to check that off the list. <laughs> then he goes to the kid's bedroom, sees that the door doesn't latch properly. Guess what? That's why it's opening. It's a miracle. His husband needs to get off his fucking rocking chair and fix some shit around the house. <laughs> no, it's man, that's ghosts. Is that he's this is his wife has been hounding him about all the <laughs> all the stuff around the house he has not done. She's asked him to fix that latch a million times. Like, baby, the latch is fine, there's nothing wrong with it. It's ghosts. It's ghosts. I'm gonna I'm gonna call he's like He's like, babe, I signed us up for this paranormal home investigator show. They're going to come in and tell you how all of the things that are wrong with our house are ghosts. It's not because I'm lazy, like you've been saying. It's not. You shouldn't leave me. I don't know why you keep coming to that conclusion. All right. Then as Samantha alluded to, uh, Brian points out that there are branches very close to the window that has tapping. So I wonder what on earth. This is like when you're a little kid and yeah, like a branch scrapes the window and you get scared. That does not mean that is a ghost. So you tell your parents and they come in and they say, oh, look, it's the street. It's like right there. (laughs) But I feel like this father failed to do that. He was like, you're right, sweetie. It is a ghost. (laughs) And it's going to eat your brain while you're sleeping. (laughs) Can we imagine how these these two daughters do not want to be on this show at all? No, they also, just like the mom, I think they got talked into it. And maybe they thought it would be cool to, like, go to school and say they were on Paranormal Home Inspectors. But as the show starts filming, they go, wait a minute, this is not going to be cool. This is going to be stupid. This is going to be stupid. My dad is so annoying. <laughs> yeah. I hope none of the kids see this. I'm never going to admit <laughs> I was on this. He's so lame. I can't believe they're filming in the basement. Yeah, I can't believe everyone's going to see our old furniture and our Birds of Ontario book and our, like, four remotes, three of which probably don't do anything. <laughs> 
Um, at this point, Brian goes to investigate the room that is always cold, and immediately notices that there is no cold air return in the room. <laughs> this is his daughter's bedroom. And also that the furniture is cl- is covering the heating vent. His poor younger daughter is like, I'm always cold. And Brian goes in there in two seconds, realizes that they blocked the heat vents. <laughs> And he literally says, no wonder she's cold. (laughs) And Brian seems kind of like slightly outraged for the child that they've been making her sleep in this cold room just because they didn't rearrange the furniture. Same, Brian, same. Uh, And then at the end, he says, all in all, this house is in relatively good condition. And he just would recommend someone look at the basement electrical. But also, it's clearly not haunted. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, So now we go into Nadine. (laughs) <laughs> sadly she says that there's high frequency but a long time on those ringlet curls okay <sighs> she looks like she's going to a middle school dance <laughs> and here's the thing Nadine, no one asked you you're not going to the dance <laughs> you're sitting at home by yourself oh, that's cruel <laughs> i bet she had a date to her dance that's how she knew how to do those ringlet curls because she spent hours doing them you're right her middle you're school right. Dance. she can stand at the sidelines of the dance and <laughs> drink her punch wish she was there with some other boy (laughs) some other boy with high frequency energy which is what she claims the living room has and i don't know what that means and then she gets high frequency energy ghosts okay then she gets goosebumps in the master bedroom (laughs) ghosts and sees the white smudges on the wall and claims that they are a handprint and that the that the markings are hieroglyphics Okay, Nadine. I, okay. Not every letter that you don't know what it is <laughs> is a hieroglyphic. I just... There's a lot of written languages out there. Okay. It's just random smudges on a just wall. Like, it's like hieroglyphics. No, it's not, Nadine. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Sit down. Stop it. Nobody wants to hear from you. You are the least important part of this team. You are the weak link by far. <laughs> At least Brian has skills. Yeah. Michelle's out there doing research. Yeah. Flipping through what the are you? What are you bringing to the table, Nadine? Goosebumps. Goosebumps and saying that you think uh, there's a three-syllable name. Oh, super helpful. Thank you. And she sits in that super old man recliner and says it has male energy. Thanks, I, Nadine. I could have told you that. No woman sitting in that chair. <laughs> no one sitting in that dusty, musty <laughs> old basement watching TV and no. pretending they can't do housework. I feel like a man sits here. Maybe like every Sunday. <laughs> I feel a lot of negative energy towards the chair for some reason. I just feel like a man owns this extensive porno collection. <laughs> you go, oh, thanks, Nadine. <laughs> thanks. Couldn't have figured that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, me complaining about Birds of Ontario. <laughs> then we meet Michelle and her new assistant, who <laughs> is older and is probably not trying to get college credit. His name is Matt. And they go to the house at night with their paranormal investigative gear. However, they immediately start having trouble with their walkie-talkies not working. And I'm supposed to be impressed. Like, you don't know how to use that their equipment? Has, that has to be ghost. Walkie-talkies always work perfectly. <laughs> they're, they're the state-of-the-art <laughs> equipment. And the cameraman also has trouble with his camera and claims that switches that are never turned off were turned off. And that also that a window opened and closed by itself while he was fixing it. 
That's his explanation for why he doesn't have it on film. So he had to fix the camera. Oh, okay. okay. And then a window opened and okay. closed. The cameraman didn't get the ghost apparition on, right. on camera. Right. And then they just go into... Now they just start yelling things at the ghosts, <laughs> kind of Zach Baggins style, <laughs> where they go into the basement and ask the ghost to move the chair, and nothing happens. And then they just randomly say other stuff in a very casual town, like, Were you murdered? <laughs> part well were you that was in the were you murdered at the beginning of the show that was a little clip as a teaser to make you go oh i'm gonna watch this episode of paranormal home inspectors a woman just randomly shouting into the night very casually were you murdered <laughs> well well were you <laughs> um they, they claim to hear noises but i, I don't know i don't hear anything that then they're surprised that a ball rolls <laughs> I can't, I can't, I could not make, this is, this is why it feels like parody. This is so frustrating. And I'm not dismissing your ghost story or other ghost stories, but I am absolutely dismissing this ghost story where someone is surprised a ball can roll. Well, as you see, this floor is perfectly level, so the ball can't roll. Certainly not the house right by the railroad tracks. <laughs> All right, and then a crew member gets super shaken up. I think she's having, like, a panic attack or something. She thinks there's a ghost in her. They do a lot of zooms in on her cross necklace. I, <laughs> I forgot about that. I uh, hmm. Did she quit the team? You know what? We don't know if she quits the team or not, but I wouldn't blame her if she did. Yeah. Okay, so then they show the uh, Brian's very practical explanations to the homeowner, Nick. And he said, a good part of what Brian had to say, I don't know, for me, didn't hold much water. <laughs> Why, Nick? He doesn't want to go back to his wife and be like, yeah, so the light bulb isn't screwed in all the way. I know you told me that, but... <laughs> I know you told me to stop hanging out in the basement when we have a perfectly nice house. Look, this guy clearly just wants to be told that it's his dad. So, um, he says that he's not surprised they had trouble with their walkie-talkies and their cameras because electronics frequently act weird in their house. And you go, okay, boomer. I'm sure you know how to operate everything. I'm sure that's why. <laughs> and then, uh, she tells him that in 1882, a local toll keeper named Joe was found on the railroad tracks, murdered and decapitated. Okay. And that that was closer to the house than the Christmas accident. Okay. Still so not in the house? <laughs> nope. The house is still not there. So, um, at this point, the homeowner's eye gets irritated, and they act like that's paranormal somehow, <laughs> when clearly that's a thing where you're like, okay, let's shoot that again. Like, you, you just go, oh, it's out of an eye now? Okay, so to take it from the top, right? Yeah. Me, never having had a TV show ever, oh. you would just fucking refilm that. You wouldn't have the guy rubbing at his eye. <laughs> and then her go, I see that your eye suddenly very irritated. Be like, yeah, I, I don't know what that is. And then kind of act like that's ghosts somehow. <laughs> Not dust or just having an eye. <laughs> just having an eye. <sighs> so frustrating. One of his eyelashes just like fell out or something. Um. So they say that they think there's several ghosts in the house. And that one of them, yes, is his father, which lines up with Nadine saying three syllables because his last name is Salvatore. And obviously, you couldn't find any other name that would have three syllables if you thought about it in some way. Salvatore? Isn't that four? Yeah. <laughs> Salvatore. 
Yeah, you're, you're right. Unless you, I guess you could say Salve. Maybe it was Salvatore. Salvatore. But that's not a name, is it? Salvatore's name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. What I don't know. I don't know. Huh. You might be on to something, though. It might actually be. It's because you could just be like, oh, that's me, Liz Walker. Three syllables. Oh, I'm the goat. Like, what do you do that for almost anything? <laughs> yeah. You just, like, make it fit. You would decide, like, whether you should include the middle name or not, or if it should just be the last name. You know, like. Yeah. <sighs> Ugh. Anyway, so they tell Nick about this Joe, this headless ghost that's supposedly in the house, and the guy just goes, well, Joe's gonna have to leave. All right, Nick. (laughs) Tough guy. Why did Joe choose this house and not, like, the neighbor's house? There's no reason given. Does he haunt every house? This house in a 10-mile radius? Like, what? This house was built in 1993. The ghost was a guy that was killed in 1882. (laughs) Kinda nearby. (laughs) So, um, why did he find his own house? Like, yeah, why does he care about this guy's stupid '90s house? The guy, he, why is he rocking in this dude's he chair? Can't he doesn't really re- likes the birds of Ontario. Just, no, he can't even read that because he doesn't have a head. <laughs> oh no, you're right. <laughs> All he can do is rattle dishware and make marks and hieroglyphics while people are sleeping. <laughs> and then we see Joe later, and he says that he's a lot more comfortable in the house now, because when anything happens, they're just like, oh, that's the ghosts. <laughs> so he got out of fixing anything. <laughs> and it says, paranormal activity confirmed. Case closed. Joe, honey, can you uh, take the trash out? Sorry, honey. Ghosts. Well, the go- Joe is the name of the ghost. Oh, okay. So that would be the wife saying, you know who's more useful than my husband? <laughs> Nick? <laughs> Joe. That headless ghost. <laughs> Joe, could you take out the trash? <laughs> and the ghost is like, fine. Because <laughs> I know. trash floating by. Because <laughs> I know Nick's worthless. <laughs> and he's just going to call paranormal trash inspector. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to take it out himself. Paranormal handyman. Yeah, Canada's worst paranormal handyman. Oh, no. Not the worst paranormal handyman. <laughs> That'd be oh, ter- I want to see Canada's worst exorcist. <laughs> Canada's worst fortune teller. (laughs) Nadine already has Canada's worst intuitive healer. Look, I'm not a fan of Nadine. (laughs) I feel sorry bad saying that, but... Well, she thought smudges on a wall were hieroglyphics. You know what? I don't feel that bad. Is this even readable? I don't know. I, I have to say it was an enjoyable time to watch. You know, we watched this together. It was pretty amusing. I, say, I can't believe there was a haunted drain in the first episode. That's wild. I can't believe how happy man made us. That's sad. <laughs> um, I would definitely say watch this with other people. Yeah, this is not a watch at home on if a Friday night. If you're watching night. this on a Friday night, you are going to spiral into depression <laughs> so fast as you start wondering where things went wrong. And the thing is, nothing went wrong. You're just a little dehydrated and you shouldn't be watching Paranormal Home Inspectors. <laughs> All of your choices, you were doing the best you could. Okay? <laughs> Forgive yourself. Change the channel. <laughs> get up. Get a glass of water. Maybe take a shower. Just change that energy. Yeah, yeah. You're okay. <laughs> it's it's paranormal home inspector's fault. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you for the folks at our Facebook group who were talking about this and inspired us to watch it. It, uh, was, it was a good time. It w- I give it a thumbs down from Asperia mysteriousness thumbs down for fashion thumbs down I mean, for reenactments there is one mystery which is what was up with the drain the we never found out drain? we never will I'm, we're never we're gonna die not knowing what was in that drain i'm just gonna assume it was a new type of algae 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe a fungus that was making a tiny ew. little blob. Ew. Ew. Probably. Yeah. Okay. So I give it a thumbs down on basically everything, but... Pure entertainment. It was... Yeah. It, it was exists. <laughs> and it takes place in Canada. It's a thing. And it's a thing. And it's real. And it's apparently not a parody. And we've enjoyed talking about it with you. Should we end with a Kit Kat? Let's do it. We have Kit Kats here sent to us by Studio Crafty. I'm kind um, of really curious about this lemon one. Okay. I'll open that one. We're going to end with a little snap talk, which we, we usually start with, uh, alienating most of our listeners, probably. Ooh, I can smell the lemon just from oh, opening it's, it. It's yellow. This is going to be good. Oh, yeah. This tastes like a lemon cake. Yeah, this is very lemony. That's really good. It's like those lemon wafer cookies, but better. This is really good. I want more of these. Um, I was telling Liz that I found Lemoncello LaCroix in my local grocery store. Delicious. I was like, is this just going to take us like lemon LaCroix? No, it's slightly sweeter. Mm. I think actually we're getting lemon Kit Kats in the U.S., so Ooh. we may be able to have a snack hour where we pair Lemoncello LaCroix with lemon yes, Kit Kats. that would be amazing. And maybe we'll make some lemon tarts. Yes. We'll have a lemon episode. I love it. To pretend it's not winter. I love it. Okay, thanks everyone. Thanks, BD Wong. Thanks for your money. No thanks to Nadine. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>